And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Monday, September 14th. And uh, what's going on this week? Well, we got a Fed meeting this week, so that'll be interesting with some economic projections. Always like to see what Jay Powell and company have to say. So we'll uh, give you the update on that later in the week. For now, if you've got a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. Our email address, askjill at jillonmoney.com. This is from John, who says, I love the show. My wife and I are 32 years old. We have a son who is two. We make $150,000 per year in combined salary, and we anticipate having more children. My mother is 65 in good health and is retired. I am her only child and will be her sole heir. She has $400,000 in cash in the bank, another $400,000 in retirement accounts that she hasn't tapped yet. She collects $25,000 a year from my late father's pension, which pretty much covers her annual living expenses. Hmm, that's pretty good. Her house is paid off. She wants to start a 529 plan for my child or future children. My concern is that given how evolving the education world is, my kids might not want or need to go to college in 15 or 20 years as alternate career paths are likely to develop. I love this. This is great. I think a better idea would be for her to open a Roth IRA. She's never had one and contribute the max of $7,000 per year, invest in low-cost index funds, and in 15 to 20 years, she could use that to help pay for my kids' college. And if my kids don't go to college, the account would have more flexibility than just going the 529 route. The, the problem with the plan, only problem that we have, is she's retired and she needs earned income to make that contribution to the Roth IRA. So maybe what we should have her do is that while she's retired and her tax bracket is low, maybe she should start converting some of the retirement accounts into Roth accounts. And then she can use the cash that's sitting around there not doing much, paying the tax that's due. Now, here's the cool thing. She's got 25 grand in income, right? And she's, uh, let's see, she's 65. I don't know if she's collecting social security yet, but chances are, you know, if she's got 25 grand in income right now, uh, she is in the 12% tax bracket. If she doesn't have Social Security and that's going to add to it in the future, she could delay Social Security, which might work for her. I, I might do that. And then she could start converting as much of that retirement account that'll keep her in the 12% 
tax bracket. Now, I know you can only that would only be about 15 grand a year. If she really wanted to get a jump on it, she could convert a lot more, uh, go on up to, say, $85,000 a year, and that would put her in the 22% tax bracket. But, you know, that's probably a better bracket than she'll see in the future and certainly than you will see in the future. So I love the idea that you're not that interested in the 529 plan. And I also think it might be helpful for her to have some of that money converted into a Roth IRA. Certainly will be better for you. Okay. All right. Here's Mark. I have an IRA and I'm thinking of splitting half of it into gold and silver. I've seen ads on TV and it got me thinking about it. Is this a good idea? How shall I put this in very certain terms? No, that's a dumb idea. So anything you see, this is like in my book, I put this, anything you see advertised on television is probably a bad idea. Gold and silver have soared this year. I get it. But I want to see more details about what's going on in your life and how is that money invested right now? That's what I want to know. Okay. Uh, all right. Question from Bruni. What's your opinion on making two payments on a mortgage? Are there any benefits? I've been hearing about this as of late, not making double payments. What is your interest rate? Why are we, I mean, most of the time where you're making a multiple payment or an extra payment, you're trying to pay your mortgage down slightly sooner. Okay. Maybe that makes sense, but if your mortgage rate is really low, you may not may not want to do that. And maybe the idea here should be that you keep that mortgage and use your cash for other things. So some of these questions uh, that I'm answering quickly, guys, they're, they really require knowing more about what's going on in your overall financial life without the specific question, you know, that you're asking about. You know, it, it's impossible to know how to guide you unless I have more details, okay? Cindy writes, I love your show and I love you on CBS News. Oh, thanks, Cindy. In late March, I sold a good portion of my stocks in my Ameritrade account. 83 grand, yep. I panicked. Okay. So then the money went in savings and then she later moved $60,000 into a Robinhood account where she has $10,000 in various stocks and the rest in brokerage cash. I make about $120,000 and fortunately I still have my job. How much in taxes should I expect to pay? Anything else I can do to lower it? So what you've got to figure out is that in that Ameritrade account, you had a cost basis, which is the amount of money that you paid for the stocks, including the reinvested dividends. And then you will figure out the sales price, and then you will pay the capital gains rate, which for you will be 15%, okay? That's your long-term capital gains rate. You'll pay 15% because you're single and you make up to $441,000. Okay. Now, that said, can we take a big step back? I don't love that you're in Robinhood. You've now gone from bounced from being really freaked out and timing the market and reactive to, I'm going to be a day trader. So here's what I would consider, Cindy. I would look at this account and I would say, what am I really doing? I'm hoping that you, on your $120,000, you have a retirement account and this is just extra money. And if that's the case, then I would move the money out of Robinhood. I would stop futzing around with individual stocks and I would consider moving into an index fund company. 
So that might be Vanguard. It could be Schwab. It could be Fidelity. It could be TD Ameritrade. It could be Tiro Price, or maybe it could be Betterment or Wealthfront, or I really need you to take control of this situation and not fall prey to your emotions. And I think having that Robinhood account, bad news. Not a fan of Robinhood, guys. Just not. As somebody who used to be a day trader for a real living, I think this is a just a recipe for disaster, truly. Um, and we've heard terrible stories all about this. Matt says, he's writing, uh, I've got a good problem. I've inherited $70,000 and it's in a savings account earning 1%. I'm 40. My wife is 42. We owe $139,000 on our house. The interest rate, 3.625%, and it's worth about $200,000. My wife owes $4,000 on a student loan. I own $9,000. My employer makes the payments on my loan, so I'm hesitant to pay it off. We have no other debt, but we don't have an emergency fund either. Wife earns $50,000, 14% contribution between employer and employee to her 457 plan. I earn $90,000, 25% contribution between employer and employee contribution to the Roth 401k. Wife's got $210,000 in her 457. I have $190,000 in my Roth. This is good. They got a couple kids. Um, wife is a state employee and will attend state college tuition free. And sort of gives the long story about, you know, kind of where they're going to be and plan on working for a while into their 50s, early 60s. Here's the problem. I'm terrified by the $70,000. 2020 is a train wreck. It feels like there's nowhere safe to put it. I'm scared of inflation if I keep it in cash. I'm afraid of deflation if I buy real estate. Overvalued stocks seems like they're about to fall any day. And the prospect of rising interest rates, destroying bonds seems like inevitable. What should I do? I love the show. Thanks for your wisdom. Okay, Matt, take a breath, okay? First of all, let's make some simple decisions. Number one, pay off your wife's student loan, okay? That's 4000 And now let's figure out what is truly your emergency reserve fund need. So I don't know. You make uh, 50 and 90, you probably... Maybe you need um, $6,000 a month in, I don't know, five dollars $6,000 a month because you're putting a lot of money into retirement. Um, so maybe out of the 70, now 65, I would probably say keep 30 grand in the cash account, okay? Which now means that you have $30,000 to invest. If you're really freaked out about investing, you don't have to go crazy with it. You can just put some money, maybe even just in a target date fund. And maybe what you ought to do is, you know, just leave it alone. If you're so freaked out, you can leave it alone. But, you know, as you note, inflation and taxes will eat into this one way or the other. So can you just basically put money into a conservative, either a target date fund or half the money in a stock fund, half the fund money in a bond fund and call it a day and don't look at it. Yeah. Stocks could be overvalued. Yeah. Stocks could fall. Bonds, you know, could move around. Everything could happen. But 40 years from now, when you guys are looking at this account, are you really going to remember what happened from day to day, month to month, week to week? I don't think so. I think it might be worth it if if for any other reason, just to kind of clear the air and, and make sure that you know that the gyrations will not matter. They just won't over the long term. Now, 
if you just can't bear it. So now we've got two choices. I can't bear having the money sitting in cash. That's not worth it. I can't bear having the money invested. There's one other thing you could consider. And I hold my nose telling you this, but heck, why not? I'll put it out there. You pay off your wife's student loan. You put your 30 or 35 grand in the bank, that whatever your emergency reserve fund and the balance, pay off some of the mortgage. If that's the one thing that feels okay to you and you don't mind it and we have the liquidity you need, then you can put some money down on your mortgage. Uh, It's not my favorite, but you know what? It's better than having money sit in the bank. God, if you're going to make that decision, it's vital that you err on the more conservative side of having a fat emergency reserve fund, okay? All right, that's it. That is the program. Hey, if you've got a financial question, we'd love to hear from you. Just send us an email, askjill at jillonmoney.com. And if you'd like, just hop onto the website, jillonmoney.com. And there you can read and listen and watch and check out our resource section, You can sign up for our free weekly newsletter. If you find this podcast helpful and you think someone else can benefit from it, just send it along and help someone subscribe. We're trying to build out our audience and make it as diverse as possible. Lots of different kinds of people who are listening, and we're so grateful to you for that. Don't forget to wash your hands and wear your masks and maintain your physical distancing and try to do something nice for somebody today. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. 